Good morning, and welcome to Talk of the Town. You're with Dan Gall, and it's time for left, right, and center. And on the left this morning is Jeff Schlemmer. Schlemmer, yep, right? Yep, got it. Right. And Bob Metz. And, of course, uh, Jeff is a familiar name to this program and to this show, and uh, he's filling in for Marion. Yeah, Marion's um, off doing her adventure duty today. She's a venture of the Lost Society of Upper Canada, so uh, off doing that. Terrific. And Bob Metz is on the right. Morning, Dan. And good morning, guys. Um, we wanted to talk about this morning specifically something that came up on our free-for-all at 9 o'clock this morning. And I don't know how well-versed either of you are with regards to this issue. But a couple of callers called in uh, with regards to a vote that is coming up that I believe it is November 19th. And it is a vote that's being conducted in our elementary and our high schools involving any child under 18 years of age. The vote, from what I understand, and this is, this is very fresh news to me, came to my attention on the weekend from a letter that we received, uh, we being my wife and I, received from our uh, MP in Huron County in Bruce County, uh, MP Paul Steckley. And we uh, were able to talk to Paul this morning, and we welcome Paul Steckley to 1290 CJBK's Talk of the Town. Paul, good morning and welcome to the show. Yes, good morning. and Nice to be with you. Thank you. Uh, Paul, can you just explain to, uh, to Bob, Jeff, and I, and our listeners, um, I guess, number one, what is this vote all about? And two, what is your concern with this vote that's happening? Well, going back to the beginnings of this, in uh, 1989, the uh, United Nations uh, had brought, uh, through UNICEF, had brought to, to the various parliaments of the world uh, the notion of the rights of the child. Canada adopted those rights. Uh, the United States did not. Uh, there were the, the rights were adopted by the cabinet of then Maroney government. Uh, never was it brought before the Parliament of Canada. And now, of course, these rights have been, uh, even though there are more than ten, ten of them have been chosen as the, the ten of choice, and uh, the, the children uh, to vote on the 19th would choose from among those ten which would be their priority. Now, of course, as you mentioned earlier, uh, the children uh, aged uh, from, from grade one uh, through uh, to the OAC level, 18 years old or thereabouts, would be voting on the same questions. Uh, I guess what brought this to my uh, my uh, attention and what brought the urgency about was the fact that uh, I had not been informed of a vote being held, even though Elections Canada is conducting the vote to, under the auspices of UNICEF. Uh, this vote was being held without uh, people being properly informed. School boards and, and those that I've contacted did, knew very little about it. In fact, in some cases, knew nothing about it. The school teachers knew very little or nothing about it. And in fact, the parents, perhaps most importantly, knew absolutely nothing about it. And it was my uh, belief that at least we as people uh, who have children attending school ought to know what's going on in the system. And uh, so when I approached my colleagues in Ottawa, they in turn, even those people responsible for ministries which have been stated as supporting this issue, they knew nothing about it. So therefore, it appeared to me that there was an underhanded move here to enter into, a, into an area which was not in the interest of the of the family and certainly not in the interest of, of our children in terms of how we were presenting this. So I used the best mechanism I had in using letters to the editor to get out my at least my concern, allowing these people then to make informed decisions upon uh, receiving the information. Okay. Now, is, 
is there any reason or uh, what is your belief why there seems to be this shroud of secrecy? I mean, here's, uh, here's the point, and uh, I think that um, we've, we've, we have to articulate it, that, this and address it. Bob, Jeff, do you, have you heard anything about this yourself, about this vote? Just heard no. some rumors about it myself, but I still don't really know what they're voting on. Um, what are they going to vote on tomorrow? Uh, they're going to vote me, and give themselves rights? Let me give rights? you the ten questions. And the, I mm -hmm. have an actual ballot here, so these Paul, are the questions. Paul, before you go any further, uh, I'd like to also bring in, because we just uh, were advised that we do have a spokesperson for UNICEF, the Provincial Director of Ontario, Jacqueline Bradshaw, um, on air as well. So I'm going to bring her in as well. And uh, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for coming on on such short notice. We are um, with Bob Metz and also Jeff Schlemmler and also the MP Paul Steckley of Huron County. And thank you again for for. Uh, coming in on such short notice. We were just talking about, obviously, what this vote is uh, that we, a lot of people are being caught by surprise. Is this surprising news to you, Jacqueline? No, I have in front of me letters that were sent to boards of education and directors of education. The first one was June 10th, and the second one was August 20th to be in the school when they were, um, it, it went to both boards and elected boards and directors of education. So they were notified in, a, in, in the most efficient manner that we could arrange to notify them. It was public knowledge in August. I mean, in fact, one of the reform MPs was trying to get to see the ballot in August, and Elections Canada, who run an education program in the schools, chose to make this their, their education program this year, and they don't release a ballot until it's finalized and at the printers. So it was embargoed, not at UNICEF's request or anything, until then. So September 13th, the ballot was freely available. There's a website that parents and children and teachers and anyone else can go on and know all about the election. So there was never any intention of secrecy. Um, it's probably been the most freely available information since back in June um, when we began, of anything we've done in a long time. So the concept of secrecy seems to have been created rather than being a fact. Well, here's the concern and that I would have is why are we just now talking about this and finding this out? And if it wasn't for uh, the MP of Huron County's package that was forwarded to my family, we would have no idea that there was, in fact, an election going on. Well, What's the your problem Board here? of Education knows, and your the elected board, and your director of education knows, and the schools got material when they first opened in September, you may not know if your school if if your school has chosen not to participate, then they may not have bothered to notify all the parents. We certainly have all kinds of schools where the parents are aware and have been aware since the start of the school year that their school was interested in doing it. I, I guess my concern is I I can't. I, I don't think either Elections Canada or UNICEF can be um, sort of 
accountable for notifying every parent in the sense that we didn't want to tread on schools' rights at, and school decisions. We sent it to them. Um, and if the school wanted to participate, I guess our presumption in a, in a way was if they were interested in participating, they would do so with their, discuss this with their parent I'm, council. I'm glad to hear that, Jacqueline, but we did have a caller this morning that was uh, brought this up to our attention on our, our open line show and said that, uh, one of the boards here in London was he was told that as a parent that the vote was mandatory and not uh, it was not uh, an option. That's one person's error. The vote is not mandatory anywhere. For one thing, I can tell you there are 16,000 schools in Canada and at the moment about 11 percent of them are participating in this election. There's absolutely nothing mandatory about can it. Can I ask a couple and of questions? We always presumed that parent councils and boards would make their own decision. Jacqueline, um, it's Jeff Schlemmer. I'm, I'm a lawyer in town. Mm -hmm. I, I gather this vote has no legal force on it. Not at it's, all. It's, it's an educational it's, it's exercise. An educational experience in the democratic process for Canadian children, and I mean, they've been held in countries around the world. And that basically they, Elections Canada has chosen a question for children to vote on. They can vote for it or against it if they no, like. No, actually there are ten rights that are the ten rights that kind of most encompass the major tenets of the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Yeah, I've And those they are to select the one that they think is most important to them. Okay. And, and what it will give us is a real picture on what kids think in. The kids in Nunavut, for example, you know, have a very different one that they're largely voting for than kids in downtown Vancouver. It will, it will be an interesting uh, learning experience for all of us on what the children see depending on their circumstances is the right they consider most important. I guess from my end of it, as a parent, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to understand right now why I would have been specifically informed about this more so than any other uh, thing that my child learns on a particular day in school. They're, they're going to school, they're learning something about elections, they're going to have a vote, a little mock vote, a, a fake vote, it has no legal force. Um, and presumably in the context of that, they'll learn something about elections. It sounds like a good idea, but then again, of all the things that my kids learn, I, I wouldn't expect to be informed daily about what they're going to be doing the next day so yeah i wonder if i can jump in here i think there's there's an element here that uh, that we're forgetting about and i i hear more often than uh, than ever uh, parents raising the issue to me uh, in our society not only for children but for for adult uh, population the rights that we have but with the rights go responsibilities and somehow we're playing very much into this whole issue of of rights of people uh, we're ingraining in the minds of these uh, these young people, uh, and in some cases very young people, the notion that they have rights. But should we not also somehow be encompassing this thing with the, uh, the broader base of, of what responsibilities goes with those rights? Absolutely. And why, you know, why are we not then doing that? It is. It's in the teacher's guide. Teacher's and it's guide, on the website. Not, they're not voting on that. And I guess when we see the end result of this, I guess you mentioned it in Nunavut, they would have a different uh, uh, impression of what health means to them or their nationality means to them and non-discrimination means to them. Those are questions on the ballot. Then someone in uh, perhaps in a, in a case where they have a, a truly the family setting where there's a family where food and shelter are provided and where there's a guarantee of education. These are all things which in, in many cases uh, they would uh, deal differently. And if it has no force in effect, 
then really what is the purpose? Like if it's just well, it's educational, it, it gives it gives us a picture. And what, what is the purpose for UNICEF to have this picture? If it is I, unfortunate I, fact, I would call it brainwashing. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I, this is our right to, listen, here's the ten rights. It, our right to an education, yeah. our right to family care, food yeah. and health, yeah. safe environment, um, you know, n non-discrimination, our right to culture. What on earth does that mean? And what would exactly. a responsibility to culture be? Exactly. And they're going to choose which of these is most important to them. I, I, you know, I'm not understanding what sense it's brainwashing. Uh, okay, but, but the, the whole teacher's guide talks about responsibility as well. If you as a child want your right, any one of those rights, you have a responsibility to help ensure that other people have them. Well, and if, uh, and, and that's not that's, what responsibility uh, is. That's, not that's at all. all through the teacher's guide. Yes, it is well, a responsibility. Then we got a big problem. If you don't want to be discriminated against because you're short and plump, then you also have a responsibility to not discriminate against another child because they're tall and skinny. We already have those rights guaranteed in the Charter of Rights. That, that's right. And it's those not aren't rights to begin with. Yes, Absolutely. they are. But well, this they're is... not. <laughs> we can make believe they are, but people, if they have prejudices, a law against a certain prejudice isn't going to eliminate no, the behavior. No, and it's not a law. Kind of it's an education process. Well, That's what this is all about. Well, you... listen, when, when our parents, when, when the parents find out that basically we're going to have people coming from Belize or Mexico or, or, or some of these parts of the world, actually, I guess, uh, Colombia, Mozambique perhaps uh, coming to Canada to monitor our elections. I would have to wonder somehow whether somebody's fallen on their head. It's not Monitoring to an monitor, election. What are you talking it's about? to observe. <laughs> to observe, exactly. Uh, it's a mock election. It's a fake election. It's a, uh, for $200,000, I think we could spend $200,000. Well, I think we spend uh, a lot more than that on wisely. education. Is it a fake education process? Is it a fake education process? Having this kind of discussion in schools would be a terrific thing because if you disagree with these questions, then again, you can be talking Absolutely. to your children about I it. We've got to raise the issues before we can debate them. We're going to, we're going to have to take a break. Uh, it's left, right, and center. I'm Dan Gall, and on our left, is Jeff Schlemmer, and on our right is Bob Metz, and we have invited two guests on to discuss um, a vote that is coming up in our schools November 15th to the 19th, November I believe. 19th. And it is with, uh, we have to debate that and talk about this and to inform, I guess more importantly, our parents, is Jacqueline Bradshaw, the Provincial Director of Ontario's UNICEF, and also MP Paul Steckley of Huron and Bruce counties. We'll be back with Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK after this. Welcome back to Left, Right, and Center. I'm Dan Gall. On our left is Jeff Schlemmer, and on our right is Bob Metz, and we are discussing uh, something that has come up on uh, the free-for-all this morning with regards to uh, an, uh, uh, an election that is coming in our schools for kids under 18 years of age. They are going to be participating in a, quote, exercise in democracy. And this may come as a surprise to uh, you as a parent, or it may not. You may, you may know about this, but it certainly caught me by surprise. And we've invited uh, the person that uh, was primarily responsible for bringing it to uh, my attention and my wife's attention, Paul Steckley, MP of Huron-Bruce. And also we have with us Jacqueline Bradshaw, the, univer uh, rather the provincial director of UNICEF for Ontario. And uh, Paul and Jacqueline, we're going to... Uh, uh, we've got some calls here that we're going to take, but what we would like to do more importantly at this moment is ask you, uh, Paul, to express again uh, 
your concern and your thoughts about all of this and why um, you are uh, opposed or looking for um, action against the uh, election itself. And Jacqueline, a response from you, then I know that you came on, on the air last minute, so we'll let you go afterwards and we'll open the phones for our, our listeners. Uh, Paul, go ahead. Yes, basically on that question, when I asked Mr. Kingsley a week ago, yesterday, uh, whether other organizations could likewise uh, put uh, questions of this type or issues of this type uh, before our schools, uh, and Elections Canada, of course, being the, uh, being the body to, 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 to uh, take that and put it in effect. Uh, he said we would make that de decision based on what we felt was appropriate. Well, to me, there's something wrong in our society when, uh, when a group can come in, such as UNICEF, and uh, this is not uh, in, a, in a bias toward UNICEF. The fact is that here's an organization which has an agenda, obviously. Uh, anyone has, uh, would agree that we all come with our agendas. Uh, that's been accepted. But what about other bodies who would want to do this? And I just, I just wondered in my own mind whether it was appropriate for, Action, for Elections Canada to be involved in this process. But when the a very important aspect of this, given that their rights we're talking about. These were, these were going to be brought into the school and children asked to speak to these when in fact the ones who were going to uh, speak to these questions hadn't been informed because I had made it my business to find out and they were not informed even though that material was available was available on the internet and of course uh, all of this was of course done according to as our, as our friend has said this morning. But uh, this wasn't sufficient, in my opinion, to satisfy the minds of parents who were going to come at me following the elections on the 19th and say, what was this all about and why did we not know? I was going to use a, uh, a mechanism available to me called uh, the, uh, uh, through the House of Commons, but there wasn't enough time to get my householders prepared. So I had to go to letters of the editor. So I appreciate those who have picked it up and, and have taken it off because without that, we would not have public uh, awareness of this issue. And Jacqueline, your response to that, please? First of all, I want to say that these are not, this is not something new, these rights. UNICEF, there was a, a, actually a declaration of the rights of the child in 79, and every classroom that I know of had that poster up. Uh, some of them still exist in child welfare courts. I keep seeing them. And in 1989, it became a convention, which means it's part of international law. Canada looked at it, sent it out, they signed it, they sent it out to all provinces, and nine of the ten provinces fairly immediately ratified it because education in certain other parts come under provincial jurisdiction. So it went to them, and it has then went back, in, and the Canadian government ratified it in 1991. Cabinet did. And... So it's been in existence, it's been in schools, there are posters on the rights of the child. Um, parents should have, uh, by now, I'm sure, been aware that it existed and that the Canada was a signatory state. It puts requirements on state parties, the government. Not on, it doesn't control parents, and it even says the government should support both parents are responsible for the upbringing of their children and the government should um, support and encourage parents in that role um, and it's it's nothing new the children have been learning about it in school since 1989 i want to thank you jacqueline bradshaw for coming on the air at such short notice and also you paul steckley for uh coming on the air as well we appreciate your uh your comments this morning we will take them into account when we go 
continue with left, right, and center. Thanks again. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Paul Steckley, MP of Huron Bruce, and also Jacqueline Bradshaw of UNICEF. So, Jeff, Bob, um, we do have uh, some open lines, by the way. We invite you to be our guests uh, for Left, Right, and Center, 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. Um, we're going to take some calls and some reaction from uh, Harry's on the line. Why don't we go to them, because they've been on the, on the hold for a while. Let's take their calls and their response and see what kind of response there is out there, and uh, we, can, we can pick up the conversation. Harry, go ahead, please. I, I would say Jacqueline portrays, in my mind, a pretty scary attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you can talk very nonchalantly about the parents, well, you know, they'll know or they should know or whatever. You're darn right they should know. In fact, in my mind, a permission slip should be signed by the parents before he, any child uh, puts pen to paper and votes on anything, uh, especially like when it aligns either. itself with Elections Canada. Um, I, I don't like the state's involvement in this. UNICEF, I'm glad their true colors are finally coming coming through. If you If you want to go to the UNICEF website, and see what their organization is really about, um, I would encourage people to do so, because my wife and I had an eye-opener there a couple of weeks ago on the Internet, looking at the UNICEF website and seeing the various questionnaires that they've been asking regarding uh, safe sex and contraception and abortion. I mean, this is not the, the child-friendly organization that it pretends to be. It's a lobby group for very socialist mentality, and this is an extension of that. So well, I'm, I guess I'm glad you had it on the air today. But, but in that case, then, should a, should a, a slip be sent home every day? Because every day they learn something new. Oh, no, Some of it might be controversial. Learning, the Elections Canada has endorsed this for crying out loud. Elections Canada and, says it's part of their education yeah, program. But, but, That's why, true. but why on earth are they voting? What, what purpose is it serving? Well, that's what Elections Canada does. They oversee votes. Yeah, votes for people that are 18 or over, Jeff. So uh, what they're trying not, to do is educate children. people who are 17 not, and 16 about what's going to be happening in the next election. Not our kids, thank you very much. Well, again, I don't know whether it's useful for children to know anything about what voting is going to be like when they turn 18 or whether we should just... Well, they, they can be educated without actually well, voting. What, what is the purpose of saying to little Johnny or Susie, you know, stroke one of the ten that's important to you? What, what purpose does it serve? Well, they're not going to use those results. Okay. What, what purpose does that I'm serve? I'm a law professor. I teach students every day, and I guess the question is whether illustration is ever a useful way to teach. You could say that, no, you should never use illustration. You should simply lecture them all day long about the way things are. Uh, some people might agree with that, but uh, I would say that using examples and using illustrations, using interaction to try and teach children things, that's pretty common nowadays. The other thing is that... Uh, Do you think that's say, what they're doing here, to, Jeff? I don't that's know. Yeah, that's, of course, that's, that's exactly that's what they're so doing. Jeff, In this I, case, I what they're doing is posing ten questions and saying, rank these... Uh, and say which one you think is most important, and they're all innocuous questions. Give me a break. Go ahead, Bob. They're, they're not innocuous. They're oxymoronic. Can, can, I, ask, what, can I ask Jeff something? Sure. Yeah, if, if I wanted to educate, I'll just give you an example here. Um, coming from, we'll say, a legitimate pro-life group that wants to educate children as to the development of, of babies in, in utero, can I go to Elections Canada then, and this is purely educational, Jeff, uh, as, uh, as an unbiased group or entity and then use Elections Canada and 200 grand or whatever it was to implore this vote in the schools. Would you and, and all the other left-wingers be comfortable with that? Well, I guess as long as you can show that, we've, that we're a signatory, that Canada has signed an international law agreeing that that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. Now, another way to characterize that it is, if I can finish for a second, if I can finish for a second, a way this? to do this might be to say Canada is a signatory to some law that you disagree with and you'd like to have that debated in the school. Well, you know that what? would be a good I, way to do what it. What I would encourage parents to do who are listening, and thank you, you know, this radio station for carrying this, go to the UNICEF website, educate yourself on this group 
because they're nothing more than a lobby group for socialists and, and pro-abortion uh, anti-family groups throughout the world. And get a real education, because that's where they're coming from. And, and parents wake up, because this is, this is a, an absolute invasion of parental rights in this country. Harry, thank you for your call this Thanks. morning. 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. And we have Julie, who has been on hold for a long time as well. Julie, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. Um, I was just listening intently to, um, I guess, Harry, was it? Yeah. Before. I have to strongly agree with him. Um, what I'm concerned about is Elections Canada and UNICEF um, together, and as they call an educational agenda or educational, they seem very nonchalant about this, but I'm really, you know, any time UNICEF has ever been involved, they've always used that to lobby with the government. I feel betrayed as a parent by this government of ours that they would go and set, you know, UNICEF and set a, a set of rights for the children, so-called rights, as if we oppose that as parents, then we are denying our children's rights. This is, this is, this is terrible. I mean, what about the rights of the parents? Well, you know, In, where, do, where does it say that uh, children are being taught to oppose their parents? Well, no, you know, don't play a game with me. You made the last caller look like an idiot, and I don't, I don't appreciate well, no, I that. What I mean by that is that when you're talking about the, the culture, you know, the children have right to culture, since when since when are they not exposed to culture? And well, what is it that do you agree the then that they should be exposed to culture? Pardon me? Do you agree they should be exposed to culture? Yeah, but you know, as a parent, I would prefer that I have the choice to decide what type of culture the children are exposed to. Well, at schools, it can be pretty hard to keep them away from all forms of culture or to send home a permission slip every time they're exposed to I was never saying culture. that, but I think that things that impede directly as far as when a child is able to make an election at the age of 18, that's because they have the adult understanding of the world and the concept of the way the system works. When you go beyond that and introduce it to children, in the school system, I feel like you are you are usurping my rights as a parent. I need to know what exactly it is that you have as far as those children deciding as far as their rights. You know, mommy has no right to tell me that I can't go to church, or, or daddy, you know, he has no right to, you know, tell me that I have certain parameters as a child. I'm. It's not an egalitarian situation here. We have, by natural law, a set of rights that parents need to direct and form the children. What I see as this, a very clear thing, is the state taking parents' rights away from the parents to direct their children, and this is a back way to get it in. And that's why well, I think a lot of people are really how far you go from what they're that's saying. Exactly what they're saying what is, is that they're reading out that these 10 rights were passed by Canada 10 years ago. That doesn't make any difference. I know that has nothing to do with parents' rights. I don't understand the connection. How do you make the connection to say somehow this takes away parents' rights? One second, please. Go ahead. Well, I just don't understand why you're saying that if the government tells children, hey, we passed this, uh, this international convention 10 years ago that said you have a right to education. I just don't understand why that reduces your right as a parent in any way. They always pass laws in the past, this and then the they enact it now. Just because they passed the a law 10 years law. ago does not mean that I agreed to this law. Just it's because they're trying to push this to the forefront now, saying we had this law already instituted. They never brought this out to it's us parents before. I would have She's never agreed to it. I would have opposed it back then, too, because essentially agreement. what they're talking about is the taking... Not a law. Pardon me? Just to clarify, the agreement is not a law. It has no legal force of any kind. Canada signs not human rights not declarations, yet. and it disagrees with them all the time. You may be aware that our Minister of Education right now, today in the news, is saying that uh, Ontario is not going to follow a, uh, a UN declaration around um, providing funding for so, schools of... Uh, nominations. Then what is Elections Canada doing with this? Why is UNICEF given power to have Elections Canada walk into our public school system to be able to do this? Elections Canada was approached by UNICEF and UNICEF said, look, it's the 10th anniversary of this declaration that we signed.
sign. Could we use that as a question we can pose to children so that they can learn that. about election? I don't buy well, that. I don't buy that. And then what well, is well, it for the federal government allowing this, they want. In, this, this so-called third-party person here into our, our school system to allow them to, do, to have the children do this? Can I do the same like the previous caller did? Can I get a band of people together as a minority or some sort of lobby group and go and petition and they will be put through in the school system? Of course. You're going to call to start and he'll carry it for you. Julie, a question, a quick question for you, and we have got other calls where we're going to get on as well. But a quick question for you is: Do your children, do you have children that are in school now that are under eighteen? I have six children from the ages of ten all the way down to ten months. Next question for you then is: Do you know? Did you know about this election that's happening in the schools? Absolutely not, and that See, this is, is why what, I'm angry. This is. But what do you I, know what the kids are doing today at school? Yeah, I do. Really, every minute. Actually, yeah, I'm a home-schooling mom, so I know this is It's because of UNICEF and people like yourself that go backhandedly to the back door that have all, I've seen it for 10 years that I have one of the reasons for me homeschooling. Not the fact so only that they're getting school, a better education, be but because I, as a parent, want the ability to be able to go and direct my children's social values the way they have a good, healthy, wholesome outlook on life. I don't thank need people like you directing my that. children's thank education. You live in Canada. Julie, thank you for your call this morning, and uh, we appreciate your comments. Our numbers are 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. We're going to take a quick break, and if you just joined us we are discussing what has come to our attention i think this is the frustration as a parent i anyway that i have with this and you're saying do you know everything that jeff is saying do you know everything that's going on in, in your child's life at school well no i don't but this is an election that they're trying to talk about children's rights. elections every this day in schools they vote for all kinds of things run by elections canada understand that. sponsored by unicef are you saying, well is it the fact that it's an election or is it the fact that it's unicef and you just happen to not no, like no, no 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 me, no the problem is with, no no the, no, the no, idea no. is that they're pro promulgating through this thing and it's these are the ideas that they're shaping so our children's the minds with so that they'll like. vote for real. Absolutely. Jeff, okay. let me ask so you, you this. Mind elections it's an Canada education, an education process, program. Do you mind Elections Canada having a budget to educate children? Uh, if I had a choice, and you say I do, which I don't, we don't. Our public <laughs> education system, by the way, is a government-run education system. For so this is not people. Absolutely. And it Every happened. Day. That's all they do. Well, it does. Listen to some of these okay. concepts. The right to rest and play. Give me Good a Lord. break. What does that mean? Well, they should certainly not That's have the right to rest. They certainly should not have the right to play. That's clear. That's not got nothing to do with rights. It's it's out of an out of con. It's like saying I've got some square circles over there. Yeah, you're I mean, saying it's a meaningless word. Then it why is. does it bother you? And and that's what because we want to teach our kids meaningless terms so that we can keep pushing it on them when they're after 18 and they start voting for stupid things like public education and health care because they accept it as part of oh well, this is the way things actually work. Got to well, take. Thank a, goodness for being exposed to it. Got to take a break. What we're discussing this morning on left, right, and center with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. And you is the uh, election that Elections Canada is bringing to the, st uh, the schools, including UNICEF in the U uh, with regards to the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child. And the question this morning is, should this be allowed? 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Left, right, and center continues after this on 1290 CJBK. Welcome back to Left, Right, and Center. On the left, Jeff Schlemmer. On the right, Bob Metz. 
Dan Gullis here as well, 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. We're discussing an issue that has come to our attention this morning on our free-for-all, and we thank our listeners for uh, providing this. Um, we're getting uh, quite uh, an interesting perspective on both sides, I would, I would say. With regards to the national election for the rights of youth that is being conducted uh, in our schools, high school and elementary, with uh, for any children, child under 18 years of age will be involved in this election. Um, and we had uh, some guests in earlier to talk to us from UNICEF and Elections Canada's involvement and also on the government level we had MP Paul Steckley voicing his concern. Let's go to the phones, uh, Jeff and Bob, and take another call. Good morning, Wade. You're on the air. Hello. Uh, I got two questions, and I guess listening to this uh, raised a couple points. One, um, doesn't having Election Canada and UNICEF together, doesn't that make this important and validify it to the children? Doesn't they, like Absolutely. every time Election Canada comes up, it's a big issue for Canada. Sure. The parents are always running around trying to find out all the issues that's on the TV and the news and stuff. Doesn't it just make it seem like it's really important? Absolutely. Well, lots of things kids do in school are really important, no question about that. Well, no, if it affects your parents, it's important. Like when you go to school and you say, okay, what are we going to have for lunch? That's important to a child, but it's not really that important. But children every day discuss things like sex education. They discuss news every day, the things that are happening in the news. But, uh, talk but I, about to me, this seems like it, it makes it more relevant. And does anybody tell them that this doesn't have any relevance? Like when you, they're going to do this, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, I guess, test or... Mm -hmm. This election. This <laughs> election. Yep. Does anybody tell them that this doesn't mean anything? Well, they don't even tell well, I sure them hope they do. what a legitimate <laughs> vote is. You know, a legitimate vote entails costs and responsibilities. And if you're going to say that you have a right to an education, then you have the responsibility to, to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, that's well, that, what that's, the right that's, means. That's perfect. That's that goes to my I second hope. point was... Okay, wait, go well, ahead. Well, if, if we're going to say, okay, and I agree that, you know, uh, teaching children that elections are important and stuff, yep. why don't we do something, uh, you know, common sense-wise, and let the children vote on something within the school that affects them directly? So they know there's a cause and effect to an election. I think they do, though. Most schools have uh, student, student councils. Council. They vote on different things. Body. Yeah, but they don't vote for anything that, you know, like, like I'm talking about, okay, let's vote on uh, whether we have, you know, um, uh, three lunch hours uh, or one I lunch hour. I think what you're getting or, at here is that what they're voting here for is for very abstract concepts. Yeah, but nothing that really matters. Uh, well, it does matter because when you try to put place into these con these concepts into a social setting or into into law you're going to have some very real concrete results and they're not going to be very pleasant um, you, you know once we say that our children have rights and I do I've always said on this show that kids don't have rights they have status mm -hmm. you, you acquire your rights slowly as you assume responsibilities in your life but if we're going to say that children have rights what ipso facto what happens then is they become the property of the state and the parent is removed from the authority and the relationship of authority to the child. Well, and, and, and that's, that, that that was, that's a concern that, that the other two parents brought up. Absolutely. We're all concerned. Like, I have the young children that are going to be going to school. And, and I don't see in any, in any sense they're saying anything about parents not being involved or anything. UNICEF would have liked nothing better than for the free press to run a big front page article about it so the children could go home and talk to their parents about it. They're not saying how they should vote on it. They're all, say, all they're saying is maybe you should talk about this stuff. And if you happen to take the view that Bob does uh, about rights, for instance, and say, well, if you're going to talk about rights, you better talk well, about well, responsibility. Well, no, I, I guess what I was thinking with this, this whole thing was... What? We talk about it instead of talking about the vote process, which to me is irrelevant. To me, what's relevant is these stupid ideas are trying to foist upon the children, giving them the idea that... That a vote can be such an empty thing 
as to vote for things like the right to culture or the right to rest and play or the right to a safe environment or to but food I don't and shelter. Kids Nobody credit. has. You're those are not rights. Those 18. are certainly those my are teenage kids things. understand those kinds of things, and I want them to learn about them. And I want, I want well, them to well, talk where's about the them. word freedom they, in this? Where's the word freedom? If they want to pursue a right-wing agenda, that's great, you know. But let's talk about well, it. Let's work through it. Well, we're going to check in. When I went to school, we did an election kind of through the UN. Everybody was involved in the history class. We had countries. We all learned the value of a vote and what, you know, research and, and, and the issues involved. But we never had Elections Canada come in involved and, you know, sanctify it. Mm. We never had UNICEF. Yeah. We learned the, the process. Wade, thank you for your call. We're going to move to another caller, but we do thank you for your input this morning. We appreciate it. Um, and certainly that is almost it makes it almost suspect in a way with elections canada well, unicef coming in and then more primarily my concern is the ignorance that the, that the parents have on this they have no idea that well, elections canada I guess what, I, I don't understand what it is about elections canada that's ominous or sinister elections canada is just another ministry well of what are government. they doing in here though that's the, that's the point i mean you had, said, you had said earlier though yeah but Student body has you, you elect your elections. Student. Canada would not. But you be don't involved have elections. The government Canada doesn't have involved. a direct I mean, interest in this. What's the point? Elections, well, somebody has decided somewhere uh, that to give elections Canada a budget, and uh, Paul Steckley, I think, mentioned that this is going to cost two hundred thousand oh, dollars. They've man. decided it's worth it to go out and try to start to <laughs> there's, educate there's, there's, teenagers there's about what the, the responsibilities yeah. are going to be when they vote. <laughs> so the question That's is: the Is right it a there. good idea for a seventeen-year-old to find bucks. out what elections now Canada is all about, or should they just wait until the election, walk into it blind, not knowing what they're doing, and do what I did back when I used to? first vote. I'd vote and for people whose names I recognize from the news, but I didn't know what I, I didn't know anything about them. I don't know, Ray. What do you think? Well, let me first say I have a nine-year-old son who's in public school, and he's going to be instructed not to do the vote. I don't agree with it. If it's an educational process in, in that they're teaching them what voting is all about, then they're going about it all wrong. Um, when, when we have a vote as, a, as the public, we're informed on the issues, and we have time to think about them and contemplate them before we actually vote. These children are getting a document for, thrown in front of them with words. Words can be very misleading, especially the young children. They, how do we know that they're going to be able to comprehend what they're actually voting on? But, but Ray, that's exactly well, how. Some credit, how will you? That's exactly how elections work today. Harris just reduced this, the, the length of an election down to 28 days. There's no time to do any sort of preparation or debating okay, they, issues. Okay, they have 10 seconds. We have 28 days. Well, that's that's 10 seconds well, when you're talking about a whole province getting together the on one day. Teacher's guide doesn't say anything about 10 seconds. It talks about a week where they're going to be discussing this. But I guess, from my of it, I think that's great. You know, if you're going to have a discussion with your child and say, you know, I don't want you to participate, and here's the reasons, and you can discuss it with them and hear what they, you know, if, that's if, great. That's if how you learn about life. Yeah, I, I will definitely sit down and talk to them. I'm not just going to tell them no. Right. You know, well, that's if, good. The, for, to learn the, edu the the election process, they have student councils. They have that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no, it's not so much yeah. that I'm worried about. Mickey Mouse sense. It's, it's it's not so much I'm worried about. I'm not looking at it from the angle of losing my rights to my child, because my son and I will have a bond forever that that the government can't take away. But the fact in the in the communication level that the government can't take away. But the fact is is that the way they're going about this is all wrong under the guise of it being an educational exercise. It, to, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Ray, can I just ask you, uh, uh, the uh, UNICEF folks mentioned that they had sent a couple of letters to the Board of Education back in June and August. Nothing. I've seen nothing. I wonder if, if the problem here really is that the Board of Education should have twigged to it and should have sent home notes to so that we'd be aware of this. Well, I, I actually have a call in to the principal of my son's school to let them know that he will not be participating in this exercise. To me, all this sounds... Uh, have sounds you talked like, to the principal, Ray? Um, I'm waiting for a call back. Okay. 
I, I've told, I've left a message to make sure that they've got their facts straight before they call me because I want, I want to be aware of what's going on. Um, I, 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 what I, what I see as an overview of this whole exercise is just some, it, it, it's just propaganda that I can see this being used as a polit political propaganda down the road somewhere by one party or another or some special interest group being able to use our money, our government money, to fuel their fire, if you will. You're absolutely right. Well, it, sound, it sounds like the right. government missed the boat by not involving parents. They right. really thank, should have done that. Thank you for your call. We're going to try to squeeze in a couple of more oh, before well, we you. have and to I, leave. And I, I hope that the, the people of London wake up and, and just say no to this. It, it's wrong. They, they, it, I'm not against education by any means, but they're going about this one in the wrong manner, and I don't agree with it. Thank you, Ray. Thank you. Um, Go ahead, guys, if you want to you know, interject. I look, I'm just looking at all these rights here, and I'm thinking, suppose they supported the right to non-discrimination and also the right to share opinions. So what if someone wants to share an opinion that's discriminatory? Would he have the right to do that? Because you see right away, you can see where the restriction's coming in. And Ray is right. What they're doing is collecting statistics and information from people so that they can say two years down the line, well, according to the survey, 99% of respondents support non-discrimination, whatever. <laughs> you know, but they're now going to be of a voting age in a few years. And they but can who cares? They can vote they can, they want. They can enact any egalitarian program. They're not saying how they should vote. They're just saying we should talk about these issues. So, so the very thing well, you said, hopefully some child will say. That's what I want to do, Jeff, but you keep going back say. to the vote. I want to talk about the issues, the very ideas here. And every time I do, you change the subject no, back to the but vote. But are you saying the vote's a good idea? It's just a question of what I don't the question should be? Yes, absolutely. We're going to smell. Welcome to the show. You're on the air. Thanks a lot. I've been kind of listening to this off and on all day. And according to me, it's a, a, a little bit of a piece of stupidity because when I go to an election, I'm informed. I try to find out. Now, are the teachers in the schools informing the students about what this is all about so they can take it back to their parents and discuss it with their parents, what it's all about, and have the parents and the school with the teachers giving their ideas on it so the student can form their own decision on it. And the other thing I don't understand is... Um, but is that what kids what, under what 18 should be doing? Here? Under 18. Under 18. Under 18. So under they shouldn't 18. even be forming opinions So you're going to tell a six-year-old, you're going to set them down in front of 10 objects, and I'm not going to discuss discrimination or anything else, without any information from the teacher to that 10-year-old to take back to his parents, to discuss it with his parents, you're going to ask that? Good point. Good question. Guys, Mel, yeah, that's what they're doing. Thank, thank, you, for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your call. Uh, listen, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this on 1290 CJBK. All right. What a morning. What a show. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for your ears. And thank you to Jeff Schlemmer. And Bob Metz, left, right, and center on 1290 CJBK. We have the 12 o'clock newscast coming on. And then after that, some financial advice from some financial experts. It's Ask the Experts. Next on 1290 CJBK.